to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Martin L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. I have learned that friendship isn't about who you've known the longest. It's about who came and never left your side. Yolanda Hadid. Today, we're continuing with the message we started at the beginning of the week, which is part of the brand new series, A Perfect Mix Makes True Friends. Bishop Clark uses the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 17, as the background scripture for part two of the message, I call you friends. I want friends in my life to tell me when I'm going in the wrong direction. Thank you, Lord. I stood on that ship, went out on my balcony, and looked at the vastness of the Atlantic Ocean. And you know what? If I fell overboard, I could scream all day. No one would hear me. So I had to stay in the boundaries. I'm not going to get so close, go so close to the edge. I'm looking all over. Look at them. I'm not doing that. I just stand off. Okay. Okay. I'm going to stay in my lane here. Because if I fall over, who's going to catch me? Who's going to come and get me? When you're going down like that, you can't even expect friends to save you when you're so out of it, you don't even know when to back up. I'm the kind of person, I see you at the edge, I say, hey, hey, get your, get your senses together. You come say, well, join me. Let us just swim. Let's just, just dive into the river. Let's dive into the ocean have a good time. I'm not doing that. That boat looked huge when it was in the harbor. But once it got in the sea, it was that small. That's how big the Atlantic is. Friends, stick close with you or to you when you need them the most. But you need to go up. You need to spin out of your issue and go up. And you can expect to see a close friend there. I hear people say, I love my kids regardless. And you should love them regardless. But you should not stand with them. Stand with them when they're going down. You need to separate yourself from it. I love you. I'm going to love you regardless. But I stand over and against what you're doing. And you should be able to say it. You should be able to say it to your closest friends and relatives. I'm always going to love you, but I'm not in agreement with what you're doing. I hear it, man. I used to hear it on these talk shows. Jerry Springer. I don't even watch that stuff anymore. So isn't it your child? Don't you love them? Yes. Does that mean I'm not supposed to tell them when they're wrong? <laughs> the Bible says love corrects. Love is not silent when there's a blatant issue. Love corrects. 
have people coming to me. I mean, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? I don't know if I need to come to the church if you're going to say certain things from the pulpit. Well, this is the house of God. My job, I was hired. Think about it. You go to work, say you work for Harris or Northwood Grumman. You're going to do what the vendor wants you to do or with what the, the supervisor or the CEO of the company wants you to do. Who hired you? You mean tell me you work for Health First and you're going to do what the fire department tells you to do or what Health First tells you to do? What are their policies? Well, the King of Kings hired me and he told me to preach the word in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort. But people don't want sound doctrine today. They want preachers to say, you're okay. Everything is going to be all right. Don't be too hard on yourself. But that's not my king and my uh, the, the mandate that he gave me, maybe I can soften a little bit and change my style, but he knew who I was when he hired me. <laughs> and we're living in dark times. Dark times. Step out of this building and step out there and you'll see it. I need to obey him. And he's telling me to come straight at some issues in this society and deal with them. I'm glad that you all allow me to do that every week. Amen. 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 Let me do my job. Yeah. And so I want to make sure that I obey the one who hired me. This society didn't hire me. They wouldn't care if I ate, fell, jumped off the ship. They'll be like, wow, that's a crazy preacher. He jumped off that ship. He jumped. Can you believe that? When is he going to auction off his guns? When is he going to auction off his car? When he, what is he going to do with his house? After about a week, they forget me. And the same will go with you. You're concerned about what everybody's thinking. After about a week, they're not going to call your name. They move on. You want to make sure you understand what he's thinking. And obey God. Can't preach friendship, gotta teach it. These are my friends. My God. I need to go deeper. This was gonna be a little slicing here. This one is gonna hurt you deep, what I'm about to say. Are you ready for it? Okay. Exodus 32. This one is gonna hurt. It'll get better afterwards. This one is going to hurt. Exodus 32, verse 27 and 28. NIV, it's on the screen. Then he said to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Each man strap a sword in his, to his side, go back and forth through the camp from one end to the other. Look at this. Each killing his brother, friend, and neighbor, look at the word, verse 28, the Levites did as Moses commanded. Let me just help you. We're not asking anyone to go out physically and kill anyone. But I want you to see the spiritual application. There was a command that God gave to the Levites. This is what the Lord says. I want you to strap a sword to your side. Go through the camp. From the end of it, from one end to the other, killing, look at this, your brother, friend, and neighbor. 
and the Levites obeyed Moses' command. Let me say again, God is not after the demise of anybody today, but I want you to see the spiritual um, application of this text. All swords in the scripture represent the word of God. The book of Ephesians chapter 6 says that when we put on the whole arm of God, we need to take the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. So look at this. You need to strap the word to your side. Go throughout the camp, your camp, and strike down rebellion. If you're a worshiper, if you're a worshiper now, if you're a Levite, if you're a priest of the Most High God, you are called to God. Everybody wants to talk about the love of Jesus, but you also need to have the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. It is the word of God. And you should be able to confront and strike down rebellion within your borders, within your home. That has the same address that you have. From one end. Each bedroom. And without. To strike it down. Notice. You're supposed to do it with friends. You're supposed to do it with neighbors. And with brothers. That's why I told you it's going to hurt. Because we think we're not supposed to confront friends. And if it's your brother. You're supposed to leave it alone. Your neighbor, that's their business. But when you have the word of God, these are the three entities, the three different sectors that you need to think about first. Your brother, that's your family. Your neighbor, that's the one next door in your community. And your friend. No one else should have to tell them when they're in rebellion. If you're their friend, you're supposed to tell them. I am your friend. And I'm here with the sword, not to kill you, but to strike down the rebellion. It is not pleasing to God, the attitude that you have. You're not pleasing God with the spirit that you're displaying right now. You're my brother, but you don't act like a child of God. The things you're doing in secret is going to hurt you. You're my son, but look, what, look at the people you're keeping company with. You act like you've never been trained or taught the word. There are people who walk straight up aggressively when it's someone else's child. But when it's a family member, very tender. And if you're tender with your family, this is how you know what kind of style you should have in the kingdom. If you change your attitude when it's your daughter or your son, why would you come in this house and blow up everybody else? Use the same demeanor when you're dealing with others that you use with your own son. I take skillfully the word of God and I help trim the rebellion that's in my family. And guess what? They do it to me too. I give my family an opportunity to tell me what they feel. Now, they can't do it with necks. They can't, they can't do it that way. I don't care. If it's true, you can't do that to me. 
I don't need all of the antics. I don't need hands. I don't need net. I don't need signs. None of that. But you can tell me what you feel. But you need to calm it down, look me square in the eyes, and say, this is what's going on, and this is what I feel. And I'll take it. Because that's how I delivered in my house. Amen. Strap your sword, go through your own camp from one end to the next, and strike down rebellion. Neighbors, friends, and brothers. Sisters, friends, and neighbors. Not just church folk. Your own family should know where you stand because you're packed with the word. Don't use the word to kill them. Only strike down the rebellion. You don't use the word to hurt people. You should never do it when you're mad anyway. This is a common thing. Strike it down when it rises up. Thank you, Lord. Let's talk about a perfect mix to make true friendship. What, uh, what essential ingredients is needed to make true friendship? If you had to put them down, what would you say? What do you need in your life? A, an essential ingredient. If you mixed it together, it would make a true friend. Now, on this list, we have no personality type. I don't need to go too logical with this. Or to become so logical that you miss the meaning. There's a, there's a tendency in us to go out and search for knowledge. This is not really complicated. You can be so logical that you miss the meaning. I'm not talking about introverts and extroverts either. Because I believe extroversion and introversion carries weight. It's, it's, it, it carries weight. It also carries flavor. It determines the flavor of a friendship, but not the essence of it. Whether you're quiet or you're boastful or boastful or you're, you're, you proclaim things loud or you get very, very still and calm when you do it. That's the flavor of the relationship, not the essence of it. You can be an extrovert and always out there and still not be a true friend. You could be an introvert and be the closest friend ever. But that's not on our list. Here's a few things for you to look at. Number one, affection. If you're a friend, there should be some affection. I think I cleared it up. This is not sexual affection. This is just affection. Oheb is the Hebrew word for friendship. It's the Hebrew word for friendship. It means one who loves. One who loves. One of the things that should determine whether a person is a friend or not a friend is how much they love you. There are people who are almost incapable of really showing love. They love to receive it, but they don't know how to give. Love always gives. Lust constantly takes, but love gives. 
Well, are you affectionate? Are you the person that's receiving all of the time or do you give? Involuntarily. You need people around you who love you enough to give to you. Close friends hold each other close, but also in the highest esteem. If you're my friend, I don't care if a person gave me a rap sheet on you. It may sting a little bit, but it, if you're my friend, if you ever get there, that's not going to determine whether I'll speak to you tomorrow. It's not what you did that will hinder me from working with you. It's what you're doing. So affection, one who loves, one who loves deeply. Glory to God. Keep your heart warm. Again, when I talk about friendships, the first thing you do in unregenerated soul is think about the people who hurt you. The people who betrayed you, people who were close. Then I hear people, they set up walls. They put walls around their heart. Impenetrable walls. Nothing comes in, nothing goes out. We say it's protection, but the heart is designed to operate without walls. If I put a wall, a real wall around your heart, I would cut off blood flow to other systems. There's like 12 systems, I think 11 or 12 systems that are at work in your body right now that depend on each other. I can preach body life from the systems that's in the body, like the digestive system, to be able to break down protein, get it in the bloodstream and send it to all parts of the body. The nervous system, I can poke you with a needle in your toe and your head can feel it because of the wiring there. The circulatory system, lymph nodes, cardiovascular, and on and on and on and on. These systems are never designed to work independent of each other. They depend on each other to function. You can't have a wall inside of your soul. What the enemy does, he'll hit you 6, 7, 10, 15 years ago and have you operating within the boundaries of a wall within you and not allow you, your inner self, to explore what happens on the other side of these walls. You never trust. And I'm saying that distrust is more damaging than betrayal. Because you can't breathe again. You'll never trust again. You isolate yourself. You judge the world based on your small myopic point of view. Because you don't grow if you build up walls within yourself. You must trust again. Don't allow distrust to hinder you. I told someone yesterday, a lady said, wow, my husband is gone. He's been dead for like 10 years. And you know... This man, the next man, better have it going on if he's going to get with me. <laughs> I said, well, mother, let me share something with you. Your ex-husband is never coming back again. And there's no one on the face of the earth that's like him. So if you want to marry someone like him, forget it. I bet you he let you control the money too, right? Yeah, he did. Good. Those kind of guys are totally gone.
You're not going to control every cent and dictate what he does when you can do everything. That's not even a healthy relationship. So if you want to marry somebody like that, what are you talking about? He's gone. Now, if you get beyond that, till death us do part, 10 years later, and start looking out over the expanse, God may have something around you. It's not going to be like the person that died because you gave him your all. You need to be able to open up your heart to something fresh and new. What about a divorce? You're not going to marry anybody again. You're not going to function ever again. You're not going to get over the trauma. You shouldn't get over it in three days, but four, five years. Anybody that gets a divorce, gets married in three days. I'm like, I'll be looking crazy. But after a period of time, you should be able to heal. This is not one of those churches telling you to go back to your first, your first, first husband and you need to be with your first husband unless God, you know, you commit adult, preaching scriptures all out of context. Can you just wash yourself now and get yourself together, get some counseling and don't repeat what happened? Your distrust is going to hinder you from seeing that pretty young thing repeat after me. Say nah, nah, nah. Your distrust is going to run that man away from you and he loves you. He's trying to help you, but you're still married with Billy. Let Billy go, he's gone. Hopefully no one ain't his name, Billy. <laughs> Lord help me, Jesus. I'm not talking to you, Billy, okay? I'm sorry, you can still pay your tithe and give your offer. I'm sorry. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 
32906 or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2454. That's reference number 2454. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. It is a joy to come to you weekly to share the gospel. If you would like to sow a seed into this ministry, I believe God to return to you a hundredfold return on what you would sow into the ministry or into the word of truth revealed. I want you to think about that. I also would like to hear from you. I would like for you to write me a letter or email me um, and let me know what you think about this broadcast. I'm eager to hear from the listening audience and to know how we can best serve you. Listen, stick with the word of truth revealed. And until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.